Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. But the money is so inconsequential to the fact that I want to make sure that we're creating memories together because when I'm gone, I want them to have those memories of, of us. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. You know, about seven years ago, Mark and I started hosting Cousins Weekends for our grandkids. And this is when they all come to our home for 24 hours. They play with their cousins and we really get to enjoy time with all of them. And then three years ago, we launched Cousins Camp. This is an extended time together that we offer our older grandkids. Mark and I love our time together with them. And I've had so many people ask about how we do our cousins weekends and our cousins camp that I thought it was time to do a podcast episode on the topic. So I decided to invite two friends to join the conversation. My friend, Julie Pashan, who is the one who first introduced me to the cousins camp idea after hosting her Grammy camp for years, and Roxy Wiley, the author of DIY Camp Grandma. So Julie and Roxy, I am so glad to have you join me in this conversation. Hello. Nice to uh, be with you. Hi, Jill. I'm so excited about Sharon today. I know. I'm glad you guys could um, take the time to connect on this. So um, Roxy, tell tell people just a little bit about yourself. Where do you live? How many grandkids do you have? Um, anything else that would be interesting? Uh, let's see. I, I live in a barn home in uh, LaPorte, Indiana. That's in Northwest Indiana. And uh, I, I always say I live with the most patient man in the world. <laughs> um, so we um, both spent a lifetime in public education. And uh, by God's grace, we raised uh, two kids who managed to marry two great people. And then poof, we uh, had five amazing grandchildren. Um, I've retired twice, once as an elementary teacher and then as director of ministry to women in my church. So basically, with all that background, you might sense that I love to organize. I love to teach. And I enjoy my grandchildren a great deal. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, define barn house. What does that mean? Did you guys do the renovation of a barn into a house? I uh, know that was one option, but we had, there was a company from New England that allowed us to, um, we bought a kid home that came on two semis 
and they they put it up just like the Amish would put up a barn. Oh, how fun. Okay. That's very cool. Well, Julie, um, tell our audience just a little bit about yourself as well. How many grandkids you have? Where do you live? What do you do? Well, I live in Avon, Indiana, which is just outside of Indianapolis. And I have seven grandkids, um, all the way from nine to 23. And I, uh, I've been a full-time mom. I've been a full-time wife. I've had some side businesses. And for the last 18 years, I've been a birth doula and lactation consultant. So I'm still working hard in that field. Yes, yes. And um, Julie and I went to high school together. So we go way back, don't we, Way, way back. (laughs) Yes. Julie's been my, she's been a mentor to me because she became a mom before I did, but just by a, a couple of years, maybe four years, I think, I was. think. Maybe, was it four years before mm-hmm. me, but she introduced me to mom's groups. Um, she introduced me to being intentional about praying for my kids. And ultimately she introduced me to a Grammy camp mm-hmm. that she did. And I knew that I wanted to do something similar as well. So Julie, why don't we start with you? How did you start doing Grammy camp? Well, I was inspired by a number of things. Uh, one thing is I'm an only child and my husband is an only child. So our kids had no cousins and we had no siblings. So I always felt lonely in that. And when I had grandkids, I really wanted to bring them together. And I was super excited about that. My husband had some cousins older than him that were all unmarried. And they decided to have cousins camp with the little ones that came along since they didn't have any kids of their own. And so that was one of the first places I saw it is the his his cousins um, having cousins camp with their nieces and nephews. And I also heard about it somewhere. I'm pretty sure it was Dr. Dobson on Focus on the Family at some point talked about the idea. And I knew that when I had grandkids, I wanted to do it. And so what really inspired me, it's so silly, but it's really true. We were at the Disney store way before I had grandkids and I bought a Mickey Mouse waffle iron. And I said, (laughs) when I have grandkids, we're going to have Mickey Mouse waffles. And I put that thing away and it sat in the closet for a while. But eventually in 2004, my first grandchild was born and um, we started Grammy camp, the idea uh, in 2006 when she was just two years old with one of her little friends that was like a granddaughter to me. So that's where we started. Wow. Okay. So what about you, Roxy? How did you first get started? Uh, Our first grandchild was born in 1999. She's now 22. Our kids lived three hours away from us, so they weren't nearby. Many of our friends have a local family, but that wasn't the way our situation worked. So our adult kids said, Mom, we heard about this idea, and it may well have come from the Focus on the Family program then, that somebody did a Camp Grandma, and uh, my ears really pricked up on that. It, It sounded like a wonderful idea. And they were game to kind of help me pull it together. So we, I think our first grandchild was four when she came kind of as an experiment. She Mm -hmm. came for uh, two, I think an overnight, two days. And then grandpa and I did all kinds of things with her. 
And then we, um, next year, we planned it and we brought all five in. Uh, we had the mommies with us because they were pretty young at that point. Uh, but they would stay in our house, and I, we got their full attention for three wonderful days. So ours was kind of a motive of just wanting some quality uh, extended time with uh, the grandkids. And um, as the years went by, ours morphed into Camp Grandma Pa, uh, <laughs> because Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa was a real big cog in our camp. So uh, we wanted to make sure he was mentioned. So. <laughs> Right. You know, it's so funny because ours started out, we called it Nana Camp and uh-huh. the kids, but, but Mark, he was a part of it too. And so we renamed it to Cousins Camp because right. we wanted to make sure that Papa was a part of that as well. <laughs> well, my, my first two years were just Grammy um, and it was just a few days, just two or three days. But in the third year, it's when I finally drug Grampy into it. And he reluctantly <laughs> came to a few events. And then the year after that, then he had to come for the whole week because there were a lot of kids and I needed help. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And yes, I will say um, it it will wear you out. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh, this, my. This isn't for the faint of heart. Yeah. You really have to have a vacation after Grammy camp. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. So, you know, I'm hearing a theme here that both of you said, you know, you started out um, and it was just a couple of days, um, two days, three days. And that's so far, uh, we're on our third or fourth year. This summer will be our third. <clears throat> and we always have just done three days. Um and and that seems to do really well. In the beginning, one of our granddaughters was even hesitant, like she didn't like to spend the night anywhere away from home. So we weren't even sure that she was going to be able to make it for three days. Um, but she did. And um, so I'm hearing a little bit of a theme of when you begin, kind of start simple and start small, uh, because mm-hmm. it sounds like that's kind of what what we have done, we've all done. And I think there's some wisdom in that. Would you agree, Julie? Absolutely. And when you have two and three-year-olds, first of all, it's really easy to make them happy and it's cheap. Uh, (laughs) um, But, yes, but the time, you know, you really have to limit the time because there's, it's hard to be away from mommy and daddy. And, and so that really worked for us by the third year. I think we were up to five days. We've gone anywhere from five to seven days as the kids got older, but we also split weeks sometimes when we had little ones and big ones. So we'd have an away time, like at the beginning or at the end, and then we'd have a home time. So the little ones could join us for like two days and at least spend a night. And then we'd go away to our bigger adventure without them. Ah, okay. And Julie, you've kind of more in recent years had kind of an adventure like in a way, but it wasn't always that way. You you also did themes and you did it at home. So so let's talk a little bit about um, the structure of how Grammy Camp has worked for each one of you. So Julie, why don't you start, talk about the structure, what has worked well, and then Roxy will have you share yours. Okay. Well, I love themes and it makes me happy to come up with a plan and a theme. And I feel like with, with, 
I'm better off if I have a set plan of things we're doing and then have some in-between times when it's flexible. We can do this or this or this, or sometimes we might need to rest. I like to plan more than we can actually do so that we have plenty of things to do. Um, And I, I really like, like I said, I really like the theme. So if I can get a theme, I'm super excited. Early on, the theme was just, you know, having fun, local fun. And if there were anything to buy tickets for, I would try to buy tickets ahead of time and have some plans ahead of time. And the big things, I would have a day and a time and a plan. And then the smaller things, like maybe we want to have a picnic at some point. Well, that's going to fit in, you know, where we can fit it in. If I didn't have a plan, I would, it would be crazy because, you know, nobody would get together or do anything when you're supposed to do it because it's crazy with a lot of kids. But when we have a plan, it really works. So I do an agenda every year with everything planned out um, as far as the day and the time and and when we're doing our our big things. And that's the kind of way that I schedule it. Right, right. Roxy, what about you? Oh, that was fun, Julie, to hear you explain your camp because uh, several of those same elements are were involved as we developed Camp Grandma. Um, we we too came up with simple as the kids were young. It was just to get together and have fun, and often the sprinkler and a kiddie pool were uh, a big part of our summer uh, because they just loved that and they were so little. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time went by, that the idea of themes morphed into our camp uh, because I was a. a teacher for 25 years thinking about themes was just real simple for me and um, I began to just come up with ideas and then would brainstorm around them and and like you too Julie uh, developed the agenda in a classroom an agenda was a real big part of classroom management and I just put it into Camp Graham and it was a real uh, great idea because it kept the kids knowing oh this is when we're going to do this and they weren't asking when when are we going to eat and when are we going to uh because they could go look at the agenda uh, early on i let i use pictures for the the little ones because they couldn't read and then as kids got bigger i would uh, add words and times and that sort of a thing uh, so themes were such a big part of our camp that in in my book i've got a whole chapter that has 12 different themes outlined with ideas for decorations and for activities crafts places to go uh, surprises that was always a big part of our camp is a big surprise each year oh, um what books. were some of the surprises um the first camp i think we had uh, bucket hats that had flowers and butterflies on them. Uh, everybody gets the same thing. Uh, t-shirts were a, a pretty popular one. Um, I didn't do it every year, but we often had T-shirts uh, that matched. That worked really well because when you know you'd go on a uh, kind of a field trip together, you could spy everybody or spot everybody because they had T-shirts that matched. We also, as the kids got older, we gave them um, travel bags. You know, like to keep their toothbrush and so forth in. Um, and the probably the funnest surprise we did as they were teenagers was ukuleles. Um, there was a music a music shop in the port had this huge display, and I got the bug that ooh, this might not be a bad idea. Both my husband and I have musical backgrounds. Uh, while we aren't real great, you know, ukulele players, we uh, knew enough to get ukuleles. So that was a great, a lot of fun. <laughs> That's so fun. I it love was. That. That's really fun. 
We also have done some surprises. And, and most of the years, our entire agenda is a surprise. The kids have no idea where, <laughs> idea where we're going or what we're doing. And I will send them an invitation with some clues. Oh, but they they don't oh, know where fun. we're going. Yeah. And then I give the parents and, and the great grandparents, they want one too. I give them an agenda before we leave because everybody wants to know where we're going to be. And then the oldest child that's there gets to be in charge of the folder that has the agenda in it. So only they can know the facts. <laughs> I love that. Um, that yeah. is so yeah. fun. We did t-shirt too. We, we okay. almost always have our camp around July the 4th. Um, so, or sometime after that. So usually I try to get patriotic shirts, um, that kind of match or go together. And then one year my mom made them all swim bags and that was cool because we almost always swim at some point in our camp time. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, well, the first year we did, uh, tie dye shirts and the kids loved them. And my thought was, okay, that was our, that was one of our crafts for that year. Well, they, every year they're like, aren't we going to make new tie dye shirts? <laughs> so cool. Like they love yeah. doing the tie dye shirts. So it's almost kind of become a, a standard expectation that we do tie dye shirts. Um, but then, you know, usually when we take a trip and when I say a trip, like, Last year, we went to a museum and then had a picnic in the park, and we all wore our tie-dye shirts. So right. um, they love doing that. I love that. Um, uh, Jill, one of our funniest uh, surprises, and it's an annual one, we do it every year, is a toothbrush. Uh, I, I I put in their invitation a list of things to bring, and I always say no toothbrush. So you know when they were young, they thought that was great to not have to brush teeth. But then I gift them with a toothbrush and some you know a funky little toothbrush with uh, flavored toothpaste and uh, just a special spot in the bathroom for it. So that's been really kind of a grandma goofy thing. I love that. You know one of the things, and I would agree with both of you guys. I do believe an agenda is super important. I think you have to be flexible within that agenda because, right. and you, Julie, you kind of said it, I'd rather be overplanned and then not do everything than to kind of be like without, right. You know, without some direction. Exactly. But I do believe that it really having that agenda, having it planned out, this is what we're going to do really makes, it makes a difference for me. It lowers my anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> Going into it, one of the things that we did last year, um, we started it last year and the kids loved it. Um, now, I only have three older grandkids. Now, for us, our cousins weekends, we do once a month. We try to do like a Friday to a Saturday night. And that's all the grandkids that want to come. And that is honestly, sometimes I plan one craft project, but that's kind of just playing together. But when we do cousins camp in the summer for our kids, we've done only six and older. So cousins camp is reserved for six and older because we do field trips and more activities that we don't want to be limited by the little ones. Um, but mm -hmm. Julie, I love your idea of like, you know, having a couple home days that the little ones can be a part of and then taking the big ones on maybe some bigger adventures. So I've never even thought of that. Right. So 
Um, that's a great idea. But last year, so they were there, they were here for three nights and there was three kids. So I had them each plan a meal and they got, we, I took them to the store. They had to shop for their food. They had to, they had a budget to work with and then they prepared their meal completely on their own. Well, with my help, but um, they were <laughs> so proud of their meal that they prepared for Papa and their cousins. And oh, that nice. was really fun. I love that. And we did that before too. And I had them give me the meal ahead of time. So I would have all the ingredients for it. And when we had our home night, then they got to to do their meal. That was really fun. Yeah. We had a we had a theme that we called Cousins in the Kitchen, spelled it K-O-U-S-I-N. Uh, and that's all we did the whole time. Well, all week long. We just did. We cooked every day. <laughs> oh, that's was, fun. So that was your theme of your camp. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, they, I sent them to the grocery store. The oldest was 16 that year and uh, was at a place where they all went in the car to the grocery store. And uh, I gave them aprons and wooden spoons and uh, we just did all kinds of stuff. We made potholders. You know, you could go a long way with with a kitchen. I thing. love yeah. that one. I'm stealing that, Roxy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's yours. It was. It's one of my favorite camps, Julie. It was so fun. Oh, that is really neat. Okay, so let's talk about something because you guys are a little ahead of me on this. I I know, Julie. You and I had a conversation in the last year about. Uh, you know, your grandkids are getting older now. And so uh, cousins camp has had to, or Grammy camp or whatever you call it, has had to change over time as their interests has changed, as their availability has changed. So let's talk about how you have found that things have had to change as the grandkids have gotten older. Well, one of the big changes is it's harder to entertain them and it costs more money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you oh, really wow. have to plan, you know, for things that are going to grab their attention. My, I have two bonus granddaughters that came in, um, in 2010, they, uh, my son married their mom and they were 10 and 12 at, when they started into Grammy camp. So we, we brought them in and they were a little bit older than the other kids. And one thing we did that kind of helped was have teams. So we had each one of the bigger kids had three little ones. And so we kind of did some uh, teamwork, you know, we did some um, just helping each other kind of teamwork. And that really helped. Now, as those girls got older, it was obvious they were going to age out of Grammy camp. And I was sad about that. But the last year that they both participated, uh, one thing we did was we had our whole week. And at the end of the week, we were going to go to Holiday World. So big amusement park. And I asked them if they would come, if they wanted to come for just the holiday world part. And even though they were like 17 and 19 at the time, uh, or maybe even older, they were both excited to go to holiday world. So that's something that worked out is just to add them in. Now, this last year, we didn't have Grammy camp in 2020 because of COVID. And it was so sad. I was, I was so, so sad. But in 2021, one of the families still weren't comfortable with their kids going out and being around other people. 
Um, so that left us with three teenagers and they were less than enthusiastic at 15 and 16 and 17 about <laughs> the idea of it. So, but I really wanted to do it. So what I said to them, cause I always plan, what I said to them was you plan the week and you tell me what you want to do. And within reason, I'm willing to do whatever you guys come up with. And right away they decided they wanted to go to Gatlinburg, which We had been to before, just like three years before we had done that for Grammy camp, but they really liked it there. And so we got a cabin and, and I let them decide what things they wanted to do. And it was frustrating for me because I like to be the planner, but they, and they didn't want to do as much as I usually want to do. They loved the cabin, which had a hot tub Mm -hmm. and the woods and they wanted to stay at the cabin a lot. They liked to hang out. They liked to just kind of sit in the hot tub and, hang out. And so what ended up happening was my husband and I said, okay, we're going to breakfast this morning. Who wants to go? Nobody wanted to go. So we were like, okay, you guys have a great time. We're going to go have breakfast. We'll be back. So (laughs) we got, we got a little bit of time away and they were fine staying on their own, you know, and they were happy to do it and just let them kind of choose what activities they wanted to do. And, and for them, at least last year, that really worked for them and they were all excited and they had a good week and I was Mm. thrilled. Yeah. So it sounds like part of what you did was you've, you've adjusted your expectations and you've, as they've gotten older, you've let them have more input into what you do. Exactly. What about you, Roxy? What, what did you see as your grandkids have gotten older? We've done uh, Camp Grandma for 17 years. Um, So now our grandkids were, we we had five grandkids in six years. So they were really close together and as they became friends. So as they grew older, they would, they, nobody wanted to quit. Oh, I love it. (laughs) They just, they wanted to keep meeting together because they got along. It was a chance for them to see each other. Uh, One of my daughter and family moved to California about halfway in our process of Camp Grandma. Uh, Now that's a long ways away to come simply. And so a couple of times we sprinkled meeting places. So we met in Colorado at YMCA of the Rockies one summer and I just kind of planned a camp, but we use their facilities. And uh, that way, California and Indiana, my son is in Indianapolis. Um, and so with the, we just went there. We've also gone to Holiday World, like you did, Julie. We love that. That was a great place. Um, and we've used other water parks. We've used Legoland. And uh, this last year, I think we've had our last camp, Grandma. Uh, we met at Disney World and just ended with a simple agenda. And it was one that they, too, had done a lot of planning. And um, I give my kids surveys. I'll send them a text and we'll say, okay, here's here's the options. What do you want to do? And then they vote and we have all kinds of manipulating uh, thoughts of what they want to do. Oh, Okay. I love that. How do you feel? How do you feel about this being your last camp grandma? Talk oh, to me you about know, that. yeah, it's kind of sad, but um, it's, it's fine. We've had one, you know, 17 wonderful years. Right. Uh, and, and the reality is the older ones, one's graduated from college. Uh, one is in college a few states away. There's internships, there's jobs, there's sports. Um, you know, I, I'm glad we used the time when we could, 
yes. because they uh, we had wonderful time and wonderful memories. And uh, I'm just grateful that God gave us the years he did. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it life changes and it, it moves on. And so um, we uh, we we have formed some bonds that aren't going to be broken, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, I love that. I mean, like you said, you had grandkids across the, you know, across the the U.S. and um, how you met in the middle. You talk about something as well in your book called Camp Zoom. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> That's the way we survived the uh, pandemic because everybody was so disappointed we couldn't get together and uh, you know, we were doing Zoom meetings uh, for Bible studies in church and so forth. And then it just crossed my head. Huh, I bet you we could do this. So we did a three-day, um, uh, one-hour each day camp Zoom. And the kids were prepped ahead of time that this is what we're going to do. And we knew it was a good time. And so I had uh, through, you know... Uh, Amazon resources, I had a mask mailed into them that would match, <laughs> and uh, I sent them whiteboards, and then uh, cre- I created a, a whole group of games that we did together uh, using the whiteboards, and uh, the kids were old enough then that Grandpa did sort of a talk uh, time, and then as our grandkids have aged, uh, we've had wonderful discussions with them, and so we used a book called Tyranny of the Urgent, which is a, a rather old book put up at University Press, but it had great insight on how to prioritize the things you want to do in your day and your world. And and boy, they really launched into it. We had a wonderful conversation. So uh, our time was so great. We met every month after that just because it was such fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. It was. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about themes earlier. What would have been some of you guys' favorite themes? I mean, Roxy, you said you loved the kitchen one, Cousins yeah. uh, in the Kitchen. Cousins I love that. <laughs> what are some of your other favorite themes that you have done? Let's see. I really enjoyed the uh, Swingin' Safari. Uh, of course, that one just lends itself to zoos and animals. And then the Wonderful World of Water was tons of fun, too, because not only can you do yard stuff with sprinklers and sprinkling cans and, you know, uh, squirt guns, but you can go to a pool, you can go to a water park, you can take a boat ride. Um, and then it's easy to give the kids either some kind of swim swim stuff uh, as, as a gift. And um, they're really tired when you do that one. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and they sleep, they sleep well, which is always <laughs> one of my goals. <laughs> Oh, that's neat. I love that. Um, and you include both of those in your book? Yes. Uh-huh. Those are in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also made made good, uh, took advantage of the county fair. So it kind of depends on where you live. Um, but in, in LaPorte County, there's a, a huge fair every year. And we we milked that for all it was worth for a number of years because the kids just love to explore the fair. Ah, uh, uh, good idea. What about you, Julie? What are some of your favorite themes? Well, Roxy, we did a water play days too. And I love that we kind of did did the same thing. I tried to hit all the waterways. So we did lake, creek, boat, beach, canoe, water park, and holiday world um, water park at the end. So that that was fun. fun. My favorite, I love history. And 
more than my grandkids. <laughs> my favorite year, one of my favorite years was t- 2016. And that was the bicentennial of Indiana year. And we did the Indiana bicentennial tour. And we did, we went to the Indiana State Museum where they had a special exhibition. We did a tour of the state house. We went to Benjamin Harrison president home. We went to Connor Prairie, went to McCormick's Creek, which was celebrating their hundredth anniversary as a state park. That year, we went to Vincennes and Corridon, which was the first capital. And so I loved that one. They kind of drugged through it, but they learned something. <laughs> um, <laughs> my other really favorite one was 2019. We did Space Camp, and that was the 50th anniversary uh-huh. of the moon landing. And, of course, at our age, the moon landing was one of those things that we remember from our childhood as being so huge. And so I wanted to share it with the grandkids. And when my kids were little, for the 20th anniversary of the moon landing, we had a rocket party, invited their friends and did all these things. And it was kind of a prelude. And then in 2009, we did a 40th anniversary with our Grammy camp and did some rockets and things. But then in 2019, with the 50th anniversary, um, we went to Dayton, Ohio, and we did the Wright Brothers. Um, We did the Air Force Museum the Neil Armstrong Museum, which was having a big celebration. We went, actually, we're there on the anniversary of the moonwalk, and they had a huge celebration. We got shirts that had uh, the Apollo um, bracket on there, and that one that one was really cool. We did a lot of flight stuff, and I really enjoyed that. Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg was great. It's easy to find plenty of things to do there. Uh, we did a St. Louis Fine. one time with the city museum there, which is remarkable. Um, and the arch and all kinds of things around St. Louis. Um, and we did a Chicago one time and that was, fun. Oh my! and we stayed yeah, outside yeah. of Chicago. We stayed in Michigan city where there was a nice beach on Lake Michigan. So we could actually go to, Oh, that's new. Oh, okay. So we could actually uh-huh. go to the beach and it was enjoyable, uh-huh. but then we could get in the car, drive to Chicago and do our, our events. And that year, my grandkids' favorite, favorite Grammy Camp uh, thing that we ever did was that year when we did Chicago and we went to Medieval Times. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. They loved it. The teenagers still have the flag that they waved at Medieval Times. Oh, my. (laughs) And it was in 2012. So that was, you know, a long time ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. That's great. Now we've done um, simpler themes. You know, we're still newbies at this. Um, I One year we did the great United States and um, we also worked on the states um, where they were identifying the states. Like we worked on that all weekend. And then we last year we did, I think it was like God's good earth. And we did lots of things around the earth. Um, We went to a gem museum and we planted flowers. We, you know, dug in the dirt, um, that kind of a thing. So ours have been a little simpler. Oh, we went with God's great earth. We also, um, we rented a pontoon boat and took the kids fishing. Oh, cool. And they had never fished. Um, And so that was really fun uh, to give them an opportunity to do something that they had not ever done before. So, yeah, we've gone a little simpler on the themes, but they have enjoyed it thoroughly. And I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my bulletin board 
And our grandson, uh, one day when he was at our house for Cousins Weekend, he sat down and wrote Cousins Camp, and then he made a checklist of the things that need to happen. And I'm reading this, (laughs) and it says swimming, woodworking, cooking, crafts, sprinkler, and oh, reading. So that's another thing I always have them do is I have them read. I tell them that they need to bring a book that they're reading and we take 30 minutes of reading time every day. And um, we also usually do um, one year I gave them journals, gratefulness journals, and they had to they had to spend 15 minutes um, just writing down the things they were grateful for. Last year, we did a gratefulness poster and throughout the three days when they would think of something that they enjoyed or that they were grateful for, we would add to the poster. So, um, you know, just developing those character skills of being grateful and, um, and just this reading skills and slowing down and that kind of stuff. Uh, Jill, I, one idea that I, I didn't mention that I think we all probably do it to some degree is we always have family devotions at night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something we did with our kids as we grew up, and we wanted our grandchildren to, to see what that was like. Um, and so it was always devos with grandpa uh, after everybody had their jammies on. And we had a, a several books, Bible story books, too, that we would uh, draw from. And then pray for our grandkids. Uh, and uh, that was just a real special time to us. I, I wonder what you, both of you do in regards to that. Yeah. Um, well, we have, I know one of the things that we have to be aware of, we have not all of our grandkids are being raised in Christian homes. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have to find that middle ground of being, of honoring what their parents desire and still being able to share um, our journey and our faith. Um, and so a lot of times that's more spontaneous and just talking about things. Um, uh, maybe like when we were doing the earth, talking about how God created the earth, that kind of a thing. What about you, Julie? The same thing as you said, Jill, is really true. We have um, one of our families is just, they're not being raised that way and they don't appreciate it um, because they don't feel like they want it pushed on their kids. And I am sad over that, but I respect it. And so I try to do the same things we would do if it were just the two of us. So if we would normally pray before a meal, we're going to pray before a meal. Um, If we would normally Mm -hmm. talk about God in our daily, you know, what we're talking about, then we're going to talk about it. But um, I haven't done like, like devotional time, just mostly because of that. I did earlier with the the older kids whose parents were open to that. We did do some of that. I was looking back at my notes and I saw some devotions I had written in there. So so I I know we we did definitely focus on that and I'm always trying to fit it in where I can and make sure that it's mm-hmm. still respectful. Yeah. You both bring you both bring up a really good point in that I have found that it's it is imperative that you're res- that we're respectful of the families who make time to send their kids. So I always check out my whole agenda with my daughter and my son's family, his his wife, usually the mommies, uh, just because I want to be sure that this is good for them and it isn't a problem because I want them to come back the next Absolutely. year. Absolutely, right? Um, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
So what would you say as we just kind of start to bring this to a close here, if somebody wants to do a cousin's camp and um, they've never done one before, what would you say would be uh, the next steps to getting started? Roxy? Well, if you don't mind my promoting my book. <laughs> oh, I think your book is fabulous. So yes, oh, absolutely. I would say pick up a copy of Roxy's book. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind. Yeah, she, she gave me a nice endorsement in it too. You'll see Jill's name there in the front. That's right. Um, the, re- the reason I wrote the book was because so many of my friends would say, "How do you, how do you do that?" You know, and um, so I came up with ten steps and made chapters out of them in the book. And so I call it a handbook. It's designed to wade you through the process. I tried to remember everything that you'd possibly need to do and then some. Yeah. And um, so I, I think your very first step is to if you're going to do it, what you want to call it, and when you're going to have it. And then from then on, the details, uh, there's there's good, great ideas in the chapters. And um, I, I want to tell you, too, that is anybody listening, if you do start a campground and you, you need any uh, coaching on it, uh, my email's in the book, and I'm more than happy to coach you. I do that with a number of friends as they begin to have grandkids and launch into the fun. Yeah, Julie, what would you say for somebody that wanted to get started? Well, I would say, first of all, Roxy, you wrote the book that was on my list to write when this is all done. So (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Darn it. But anyway, I look for, I really do want to get it because I want to see kind of your process too. So I think the first thing is really deciding and committing to it and, and, and setting aside that time, uh, talking to the, to the parents and letting them know kind of what your vision is. And um, I, I, the vision was really important for me, Jill. And um, the vision was I wanted, I'm going to cry. I wanted my, grand, my <laughs> grandkids my, that were cousins. I wanted them to be friends. And I wanted them to have each other and spend time together. And thankfully, my grandkids are all right here where I live. They're, mm-hmm. they're all less than 10 miles from me. So it, I know. I'm so thankful. However, I have two sons who haven't had kids yet and still might. And I'm just hoping that I have anything left in me (laughs) (laughs) because because they still may have a family and they both live away. One's in Florida, one's in California. Um, And so that'll be a whole different story. But I think deciding that's important to you, what your vision is. And I knew what my vision was, was to bring them together. I wanted to have relationship with them. I wanted to give them experiences that they might not get at home, you know, because we had four sons quickly. I got married young. We had four kids quickly. By the time I was 26 years old, I had four sons and one income and never had any money. And we did fun stuff, but we could, there's so many things we couldn't do because we, we couldn't afford it. And as a grandparent with a little bit more funds that are expendable, um, I wanted to spend those on them. And and people have asked me, why do you, why do you spend so much money on doing this? My husband, for one, Uh, (laughs) but I have a budget, you know, and I know what I'm willing to spend. And I know later when we retire, you know, we might not be able to, to, spend that same kind of level of money. But but the money is so inconsequential to the fact that I want to make sure that we're creating memories together. Because yeah. when I'm gone, I want them to have yep. those memories of, of us. Yeah. 
Yes, I would agree. Go ahead, to, Roxy. Julie and Jill, I, I just want to encourage you both. Full disco- disclosure, uh, I turned 73 last October. And so we just wrapped up our 17th Camp Grandma. So as as you age, you you can do it. You just kind of pace it a little differently. And then we block the nap time for Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> We always just, uh, Grandpa and I would disappear for about an hour and a half and the kids were on their own. Uh, so uh, I encourage you that you you can keep doing it a yeah. while. It, it's, it's not hard. Well, Yeah. So what you're saying, if I do the math, okay, wait a minute. So 17 years. So you started uh-huh. them when you were what, uh, mid 50s? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. I was saying I was working full time and, you know, um, yeah, we, we were pretty busy right then, but that was our summer. That was our summer goal to be sure we got that in first. And then we added other stuff. And since, yes. since my, since I had kids early, I also had grandkids early. So oh, I was sure. a grandma when I was 42. And so I was about 44 <laughs> when I started Grammy camp. This year will be our 16th year also <laughs> camp. And so you know, it has definitely gotten better and different and I have less energy, but older kids kind of helps with that because the younger kids yes. have so much energy. But I love, Roxy, your idea of the uh, grandpa nap because I, my husband will be much happier to go if he has a nap time every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep, it is. Oh, that's great. All right. If there was, uh, as we bring this to a close, if there was, I want you to think for a moment, if there was one piece of advice that you would offer just as somebody gets started with this. Uh, what might that be? Just one little piece of wisdom, something you learned, something that you've uh, come to understand better. What might that be? And I'll actually go first. I would say one of the things I've had is that flexibility is the name of the game. Um, when you do something like this, you have a really good plan, but then you need to anticipate being flexible with that plan. Because when you're talking about kids, uh, you may, you may have to insert a nap for them. You may, they may get on each other's nerves. Uh, you may need to insert a little bit of, um, we call it room time where everybody goes and finds a corner by themselves. Um, and Uh so flexibility is the name of the game. What would you add Roxy? I think one thing I would add is to just be grateful each year that you're able to have it. Um, and, and communicate that to your grandchildren, how special they were to come. And then it communicated to the parents. Sometimes we did that with a full tank of gas, um, special gift to the mommies. I, I just did anything because I so appreciated the, them giving us that time. I love that. Julie, what about you? Both of those are really good points. And I think yours, Jill, about the flexibility is is super important. And being able to change and grow as the kids get older and and want to do different things. Um, that was hard for me because I like, like I said, I like to be the planner. I always have a great plan and lots of things that I think are going to be great. And I know they're going to enjoy once they try it. But it didn't always go that way sometimes. So being able to be mm-hmm. flexible and um, calm and remember why you're there. You're there to have fun. Have fun with it, you know. Yes. And if you're not having fun as the grandma or the grandpa, then other people probably aren't having fun either. Yeah. 
And, you know, as you were just saying that too, what something else that struck me is if, if at some point, you know, the kids are getting older and they decide not to come, don't look at that as rejection. That is not rejection. That is, that is their independence. That is their own growth. That is them starting to make some choices on their own. And so it doesn't have to be all or no, all or nothing. It can be whoever wants to be there. And Jill, that's really hard. It's really hard. I know. But it's really valuable. And I've, I've let them know we've had kids here and there that haven't gone that I'm sad um, I'm not mm-hmm. mad at them, but I'm sad because I don't want them to miss out on the memories. And yeah. so one granddaughter that didn't want to go anymore, then she came back this last year. And so that made me, made me feel good. Oh, I'd love that. I love that. Well, ladies, this has been so helpful. Roxy, tell people once again about uh, the title of your book and where they can find it. Uh, it's DIY Camp Grandma. And it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, those kind of places. Um, And I hope you are able to launch into it. And like I said, feel free to email me if you have any questions. Yeah. And where where can people find you online, Roxy? Um, I have a blog called, let's see, it's DIY Camp Grandma at Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y com. been doing that about a year. I have a lot of free stuff on there. And um, I also have a newsletter you can sign up for. So uh, yeah, I've been enjoying just thinking, thinking grandma a lot in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will make sure um, that I put all the links to all of that in the show notes. Um, Good, so thanks. that we will put a link to the book. It'll make it really easy for people to find that as well. All right. Well, you guys, this has been a great conversation. Julie, would you be willing to close in prayer and just pray for those that have been listening? And, you know, maybe maybe a mom's been listening and she wants to present this idea to the grandparents. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. uh, a uh, a grandma's been listening and it's like, ah, this is this is something I want to do. So, Julie, would you pray for them? Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time and that Roxy and I were able to talk with Jill just about this grand idea of Cousins Camp and Grandma Camp. Lord, you, you're so good. You've given us so many opportunities, all the three of us together, just so many years of this um, just enjoyable and fun and getting to know our grandkids and, and being able to be a part of their lives. And I thank you so much for that, Lord. You are so good. But I want to pray, Lord, for that woman out there who is sparked by this conversation and and really wants to do something. I pray that you would just continue to speak to her heart, give her ideas and give her opportunity. And I pray that um, she would be able to be successful in reaching out and, and getting started. Lord, I just pray that you would bring more grandparents together with their grandkids because that's really the goal and that's what you put in my heart. And I thank you so much for giving me that. Lord, you are so good and I know that you want us to have a place in our grandkids' lives. So I just pray that you will do your work and thank you again for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.